Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Got a beat up glove, a homemade bat, and a brand new pair Good afternoon, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. It's time for a sports offensive fantasy baseball special. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second edition of the Sports Offensive Fantasy Specials. Uh, last week, we went over our basically the top 50 pitchers in baseball, and then we ran over the top closers in baseball just to kind of give you an idea of where they're showing on the ranking list and to show you or explain to you why we thought those rankings were good or bad. Um, but I think we did a good job in, in detailing that, and we are both of the opinion that the starting pitcher uh, staff you have for your team is critically important to fantasy success, especially if you are playing in a points style league. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, my name is Mark Ademus. I'm sure you recognize my voice from the Sports Offensive every Saturday morning. Sitting across from me is Nate Dog of South Dakota. How was your day, Nate Dog? What's going on, guys? Uh, happy to be here. I'm having a great day, man. Any day I get to sit here with you and and talk baseball it's it's a freaking beautiful day so uh in that the truth baseball is is just a great thing to chat about we are so excited with uh with the actual season obviously uh starting last night in japan and uh the, the mariners coming away with a nine to seven win uh so we'll discuss that a little bit later down the road here and uh the impact of that game on fantasy but uh looking forward to it marcus yeah, and uh, so today we'd like to go over a couple of things. Number one, we're going to run over kind of a zany theory uh, that you can use for your pitching staff, which uh, the more we talk about it, the more intriguing it is. Uh, we'll go in, we'll get into that. It's also uh, kind of crazy when we're going to look at basically just a couple of sleepers. I have not done nearly the amount of research as before, but I, I will try and put out sleepers that you haven't heard a thousand times. You've all heard of Eloy Jimenez. You've all heard of Vlad Guerrero's son. You've all heard who's another big one that everyone's talking about. Probably Fernando Tatis's kid. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's and there's like you know there's there's a whole bunch of sleepers that everybody's talking about. But we're gonna try and get a couple a couple of more obscure ones. Something yeah. you might be actually get in right. a late round in your draft. Not and and not a high probability sleeper that's not what sleepers really are if it's a high probability they're not a sleeper a sleeper is someone that people aren't expecting to have a year worth drafting you draft them and you get them like a Cody Bellinger would have been a great example two years ago except he didn't come up to the big leagues until uh, a little bit after the season had started which in ways can hurt sleeper status but anyway um so, again, this is uh, coming to you from the station for the Sports Offensive. We really appreciate your tuning in. Our fantasy baseball draft is this weekend. As Nate mentioned, baseball started yesterday. Uh, there will be another game. I guess it's and he sits on Thursday. Or is that going to be – is that technically like Friday morning and we see it Thursday night? Or is it Thursday morning and we see it Thursday night? 
Like, I don't know if they're a hitter behind us. Are um, they on the international dateline? They're pretty close to it over there, aren't they? Well, that's not the one that's in England, the Greenwich Mean Time. Well, there's got to be two, isn't there two? Right, but I don't know which one is the one that starts the day. Yeah, I don't the day's either. 24 hours, right? So yeah, I don't The other either. one is just the halfway point. Right, I'm not sure which one is which. So I think it starts in Greenwich. So I think we're after Japan. So I think that means if it was 7 in the morning there, then on the, like they're in Japan. Well, no, because they're west of us. Well, technically, we are east of them. Okay, that's what that's the argument then. Okay, I see. I guess I don't know which way the globe <laughs> spins either. <laughs> well, that's it goes pretty... from the sun goes up, it comes up in the east, so this, it spins that way. Yeah, so Japan would get lighter <laughs> later than us. So then it's got to be they play. Boy, that's perplexing. Yeah, so if they're playing their game at seven eight o'clock that night. And it's Thursday evening here, then it's probably f- late Friday morning there. Where the hell is Bill Nye, the science <laughs> guy, when you need him? Bill, get over here. Uh, that's so, uh, fun to think about. Remember, you can always go to our uh, uh, website at thesportsoffensive.com. And if you go there, you can take a look at uh, the latest whack pack, uh, wax packs, un- uh, unwrappings, and wax box unboxings that Nate has on our YouTube channel. I promise I'm going to get the rest of those videos up. I've only got four up there so far. Um, I've just been busy, and I always forget when I get home. But hey, I'll get around to good. posting it. Um, you can also listen to you know prior episodes of our sports show, our sci-fi show, and, of course, you can listen to the first episode of the fantasy specials, which, again, we went over the pitching. So, uh, again, today we're going to go over uh, a zany theory. We're going to go over some expected busts, and we're going to go over a few sleepers of ours. And then with the time that we have left, we're going to jump into a mock draft. Not jump into one. We're going to review a mock draft done by professionals. And we're going to start in round either six or seven. And we're going to go from there and kind of say what kind of a value we think people are getting. Because, honestly, on those first five rounds, you need to stay kind of close to chalk. Whatever direction you want to go position-wise is up to you. But don't, you know, if you've got a good list, someone you trust, you know, and you, if like if you're on CBS, I think they have three different guys you can use on your ranking thing on yeah. the draft. Find the guy that you kind of agree with the most. Just like click on all three of them. Look at the first twelve picks. You're gonna know right away. People are gonna pick differently based on different values. And you're gonna go, uh, this is who I think is the top twelve players. Use that list. Yep. That person thinks like you do, and it'll probably help out a lot. So, um, we all, we all know that. The fantasy championships are won in rounds six through whatever you want to say, six through 10, six through 12. I'd say six through 12 to 14. Because that's where you get guys that are value. You know, you may get them in the eighth round, but then by the end of the season, they performed like a fourth rounder. Right. Or you got them in the 12th and they performed like a ninth rounder. And that's where you make the difference uh, with with your with your league mates is getting those types of players in that position and finding those gems in the rough. Value is Diamonds everything. in the rough, yeah. yes. Value is absolutely everything 100% of the time. Especially in fantasy baseball. Yeah. More so than any other fantasy sport. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. got to get that value. Um, you're going to have to scour that waiver wire nonstop anyway. But go ahead and get your value and get extra points. I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to is how many points are you getting in your every week? I mean, that's 
that's win or lose, right? So um, first thing I want to do is uh, go in on a person that I, I have a fair amount of trust in uh, on fantasy sports. Uh, he's got a list of 10 players he thinks are overrated or who are um, bust to avoid is what it says. So the first one, uh, number 10, this is a little silly because I don't consider any relievers to be bust because you should never be taking a reliever early enough that they can be a bust. But they're saying that this guy is going off the board first for closers, 50th overall. Let me say this right now. Don't be the first person to take a closer in your league. It might work out every once in a while, but in general, it's not going to work. It's like taking a kicker first. Yeah, I mean, not quite, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, our league, closers are worth something, and I tried it last year. I got Kenley. Well, I guess Craig Kimbrell went first. I didn't go first, but then I yes. did get him, and I got Brad Hand, I think, the guy who was pitching for San, San Diego. Diego last year. Yep. Um, they actually both had fantastic seasons until, of course, Hand got traded, but they weren't good to start the year, and that made it – Boy, I tell you what, not starting off the year well, and boy, it's hard to catch up. So, um, it can be saying the first closer off the board, and he's just basically kind of going off like all of the things he's done were like above his average and above like his counting stats were all better than his expecting stats, like your FIPs, your BIBIPs, you know, your WAR, you know, all these stats that if you don't know what they are, go look these things up should at least know what they mean. Like, FIP is basically what your ERA would be without taking into account your defense, you know? Right. Your defense costs you wins and things like that and costs you ERA and things like that. Yeah, like batting average against balls in play. Yes, B-A-B-I-P. Yes. Uh, that's, that's, that's supposedly your batting average without taking with into account basically contact, factors, right? Yeah. It's just contact, more or less. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's your batting average on balls you hit. Yep. Yeah. And those are supposed to be truer measures of what your your, your numbers should be. Right. Um, and then, of course, you got war, which is unfortunate, unfortunately way too uh, impactful on who wins MVP, in my opinion. But it's uh, wins above replacement. Yes. So if if someone else was in that position instead of you, how many games would they have lost? And the funny thing is when you look at the numbers, it's like, they're, I mean, if it's like a five, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. If it's like an eight, you're like epic. So it's kind of funny. It's like, but well, it's only eight games out of 162. But I guess that goes to show you eight games can make a hell of a difference. So Yes, it can. In fact, if a team gets 10 wins better from one season to the next, it's considered a very good move. And in baseball, you always take the number of games you are behind another team and say, if you outplay them every week, that's how many weeks it will take to overtake them. So if you're behind a team by three games, only three games, mm-hmm. it's going to take you an average of three weeks to overtake them if you play better than they do because most teams are going to play about five and five, six and four ball. So unless you're going to rattle off ten wins in a row, you know, it definitely works if you win enough games in a row. When the A's won 20 games in a row that year, yeah, the, right. the money ball year, yes. that they went from like third place or fourth place to – way out in front of the entire yes. entire league. So, anyway, back to this. So, uh, that's about all we're going to go over because this is a closer. Who cares? That's just silly. Why put a closer or anything? You know, why, why even talk about a closer? That's obvious. Talk about a punter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, number nine, and I agree with this so much, Vladimir Guerrero, Jr., third baseman, Toronto Blue Jays. This guy's got epic talent. Epic talent. Maybe the most truly believed talent coming out of the minors 
in a long time. He's got a lot of hype. <laughs> this isn't like a Bryce Harper or whoever coming out of college. This is a guy who's actually been playing in the major league, not major leagues, in the minor leagues. And it's it's not a question of if he's great. It's how great is he going to be. And there's always that uh, delay, I guess we say, for arbitration. There's always the uh, Ryan Leaf factor, too. Now, what is that? <laughs> you don't know who Ryan Leaf is? Sure. Okay. Well, what happened to Ryan Leaf? He was a bust. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, but, I mean, this guy wasn't a bust in the minors, so. True. You expect him to be good. Ryan Leaf wasn't a bust in college. Eh, college and, and majors are different, though. Okay. I think the talent pool is so much smaller. I, I agree with that. So, anyway, this guy, I, I am not, not, not saying he won't be good. This guy, uh, in 2018, batted 381, 20 homers, 78 ribbies, a 10.6 strikeout rate, and a 1.073 OPS. OPS is on base plus slugging. Basically, how often you get on base plus total bases is essentially what slugging is. Now, he is going 46th overall, which puts him in the fifth round of a 10-man draft, uh, maybe the maybe around later in a, in a 12-man or 14-man draft. But... He's the third third baseman coming off the board. I'm just, I'm sorry. Guy has not seen a major league fastball or curveball. Not saying he can't adjust. Not saying he won't have a hot start. Not saying he won't have a better year than Okuna did. Absolutely could. But are you really going to take that shot in the fourth or fifth round? Yeah, and he's actually hurt right now. <laughs> right. right. So, yeah, I, I agree, Mark. You know, obviously his dad just making the Hall of Fame recently and, uh, you know, one of the best bad ball hitters in the history of the major leagues. Amazing. I loved watching Vlad Guerrero hit. Amazing. In fact, other than Kirby Puckett, he was my favorite hitter. Sorry, my mic is a little bit. You want me to bring? I, I can yeah, can you bring up, up the volume just a touch? Um, yeah, yeah, other than Kirby Puckett, he was probably my favorite player to watch because he was just so electric. You know, he, he had an absolute cannon for an outfield arm, too. I remember him throwing guys out from deep, deep you know, right or left field, wherever he happened to be playing. But, yeah, he could hit balls, you know, in the dirt. I think I saw him hit a double after it bounced or something, you know, one time, after a pitch had actually bounced in the dirt. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah. legendary hitter. Yeah. His kid has all sorts of hype, and uh, it's even translating to the baseball card world. As I was telling Mark, you know, his autograph cards are going anywhere from – you know, I've seen them as low as like sixty-five, but also as high as over ten thousand dollars. You know, for all these rare different parallels that he's autographed. Ten thousand. Yes. So uh, pretty, pretty insane hype on this guy. You know, and he plays third base. Uh, that is a, you know, it's it's a d deeper position. It's not the deepest position, but still, certainly not second or first. You know, like yeah. those things are thin. Yes, agreed. Uh, and, yeah, he's hurt, so he's probably not going to play the first three to four weeks of the season. Uh, who knows how long it'll take him to kind of find his stroke, you know, because missing spring training to me is huge. Like, that's where guys find their groove. Yep. So, yep. you know, I, I think it'll take him a little while to get that going. So, you, you, you know, you may not see Vlad until June, you know, which, you know, he could still be a pretty big help in the second half, but uh, – you know, speaking fifth round, you want a guy that's going to play every day for the whole season. I think, 
you know, his hype could take him as early as even. I, I think in our league he could go in the fourth. And that's just – I yeah, just, boy. There it's are too so early. Many, um, the talent in the draft in baseball drops off three different times precipitously. I mean, you go from elite talent – you go from super elite to elite, and then when you go from elite to extremely good, each – drop in points on those you going from the 700 point players to the 550 point players to the 500 point players or maybe 575 and 500 yeah and you're thinking that's 500 that's a good year it is a good year but you need to have the greats above that then your goods he's if he was going in the seventh round then i would actually understand it right but to me this is way too early i think i took Acuna in the did I take him in the seventh last yeah, year? Yeah, I'd say probably pretty close and to that. And I think he was about value. If yeah. he had started playing better a month earlier, then it really would have There's been There's a guy it. I would take way before taking Vlad. And that is? <laughs> Ronald Acuna. Oh, oh, oh gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. I would take Acuna way before Vlad. Agreed, agreed. Acuna's yeah. done it. Yes. He did it. He showed us last year. He can do it. So you get him this year, you do take the risk of a sophomore slump. But if you can get Acuna in the fifth? Is that possible? I think it's probably. I think he's probably got less hype around him. So yeah, but I think they're going to go real in the same round or real close to each other. Right. Someone's going to see the floodgate open. Yeah, I think so. And you know, yeah, a yeah. lot of guys like that this year. You and I were talking about it earlier. You've got Aloy Jimenez. Yeah. In, you know, in Chicago, uh, we talked. You know, Fernando Tatis, the shortstop at. Uh, you know, in San Diego. Uh, you've got Juan Soto, you've got Victor Robles. You know, it's these young guys that are really you're basing their talent off of what they've done in the minors and in college, you know, because they really haven't played in the pros yet. Um, you know, you got to see a taste with Acuna and, and Soto last year, but these other guys haven't played an inning. You know, Vlad Guerrero, uh, Victor Robles. So who knows what you're going to get? Now, yeah, the upside is huge, of course. But, but why not take better a proven make sure player? You're better, better be on your way to the playoffs when these guys come around and not hoping to scrape into the playoffs. Yes, and, and another thing in our league that I'm finding out is really important is having guys that play every day. And when I Absolutely. mean every day... It's, you know, five, at least five to six games a week because now everybody sits once a week. Right. So if you have, if you have a team that plays all seven games and you get all excited, they're still sitting. I am going to look more closely than ever at at-bats this year and plate appearances mm-hmm. with my draft picks because yeah. I want guys playing in my lineup. You know, when, when we start a game, we our lineups are set for the week. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be a really important key for me to drafting this year is plate appearances. I want guys that are on the field. And it's funny that you bring that up because that's one thing about a big theory of mine this year that I wasn't really going to talk about a whole lot. But last year, I had a real rough like first four weeks. And then my team was good after that, but it was just so hard to catch up after going 0-4. And what I remember more than anything was how many times on Thursday evening, you know, I would look at my team and I'd be like, why is it I only have 116 at-bats and my opponent has 141? Yep. And we give a .25 for every at-bat. I had the same problem last year. And you're like, wait a minute. If you've, let's say you have a 40 at-bat difference, well, that's, what, 10 points? I mean, you may say that it's only 10 points. Hey, 10 points is 10 points. That's a win. 
But that I is, can tell you, a win. I know why it happened to me. I had a ton of guys in my lineup that were playing four games a week, and it was so frustrating. Just like you, I would look on, you know, Saturday morning, my opponent, 150 at-bats, and I got 110. And yep. it's like, what? That's, you know, that's a huge point differential and it's not just the points you're missing which is one point for every four at bats but it's the opportunities it's, that right they're what missing could they out have done on. double single yes. hitter rbi run steal i mean you're even if just 10 of those 40 at bats produce points they probably produce at least 10 more points yeah. now you're talking 20 points yeah you're talking yeah like exponentially yeah you're talking at least at least a pitching your odds a, a go good up. pitching start so oh the other guy i had was jose martinez um, Jose Martinez in uh, in St. Uh, Louis, who had a huge start to the year, and then he was playing so sporadically because he plays terrible defense. So the Cardinals could only play him four four games a week. Oh, wow, I don't remember him at all. And the, yeah, he and he ended up being great. I'm sure he had close to thirty homers. Oh wow! And uh, you know, batted pretty close to three hundred. So oh, nice year. Yeah, I I don't remember his final numbers, but he was a great player for me. But the problem was he would only play four games a week, and I I had at least four or five guys like that. So I'm going to pay a lot more attention to that this year, Mark. What, 30, 30, 30 homers and playing part time. Boy, yeah, it's it's going crazy. Yeah. Um. So number eight on the list is James Paxton. Yeah, James Paxton is going 55th overall. So after Vlad Guerrero, um, 16th <laughs> starting pitcher off the board last year, 376 ERA, 11 and six record, 11.7 K nine. I don't I, I agree with this. I I'm sorry. He did it one time now. One time he stayed healthy. I, I maybe it was all bad luck before it. I think it was good luck last year. What do you think? Uh, it's hard to say. He obviously the talent's there. Um, if I had to guess, I would say that you know just the way the Yankees are—they're just so dang lucky. So <laughs> I think he's going to give you twenty-five starts, which is probably more than a lot of people give him credit for. Um, I think they probably get the twenty-five starts out of him. I think they could probably get fifteen wins out of him. You know, right? Um, so I. I just have the feeling people are going to take him earlier than I would. So I don't mm. see him as someone that'll probably be likely to have on my team. Right. Like when But Ma- I don't think he's a bad player. When Matthew Barry always writes that article, players I won't have or Carabelle, players that won't be on my team. I can tell you that yep. right now. He's one of mine. Yep, Paxton won't be on my team. No, nope, he won't be on my team either. And we don't even have to go through all the stuff they wrote about him because we know. Shohei Otani, who you are buying baseball cards of. 174th off the board, so round 18. Um, third DH off the board. 367 plate appearances, 285 average, 22 dingers, 61 RBIs. Wonderful year uh, for a for a hitter, uh, for especially for a, a rookie. Um, he pitched. We don't know if he's pitching this time or not. Um, 18th round. I don't know if that's a problem for me. Yeah, I guess that's that's a good question. So, I think I'm right, right? 174th ADP. Yeah. That would be the 18th round in a 10-man draft. A little earlier than that, right? Well, it would be like a 16th round. Ten, well, 10 10 10 picks in each round. 
Yeah. So 170 would be 17 rounds. Okay. So this yeah. is 174, so 18th round. Okay. No, yeah, you're right. That's what man. I'm thinking anyway. Well, no, because it would be the fourth pick into the 17th. So. Right? How, what what well, number? Pick number 10 is the end of the first round. So pick 170 would be the end of the 17th round, right? Oh, the end of the seventeenth round. Okay, and yeah. so this would be the start of the eighteenth. Okay, round. so so the fourth round, the fourth pick of the eighteenth round. round. That's what I'm thinking. Assuming ten player, ten. GMs. Okay, yeah, boy, I don't think that I I don't think that's actually that far off. No, that doesn't seem like a bad idea. Yeah, I guess he's saying that they're worried about the Tommy John surgery, but. Uh, well, so maybe we should clarify something because. I think a lot of leagues treat a player like that differently. Now, in our league, when you start the guy, you have to declare at the beginning of the week, is this guy a hitter or is this guy a pitcher? You can't change it. Right. Right? So if you start him in the you know in the utility slot, that's where he is for the rest of the week. Or you you can elect to play him in the starting pitching slot. Sure. And then but this he year pitches, he's, not, he's not supposed to pitch this year at all. Okay. So it's just a hitter. Do we know that for sure, though? Is that why the ranking is on? Like, yeah, this thing said he's not supposed to play. He's not supposed to pitch at all. That's what it says. So he's just going to hit. Yeah, let me see. Uh, well, to me, then he's, we, hit, uh, then he's hurt. Then came the news that Otani had ligament damage in his arm and it required Tommy John surgery. We already know that Otani will not pitch this season, which means he's being drafted solely as a hitter. Yeah, I don't want him. <laughs> yeah. I, well, but I mean, 18th round? I don't want him though. If his if he's hurt, he's hurt. But he's going to DH. He's not going to throw. But he, how healthy is the guy? If, well, I what, think they're doing the same thing they did to Garrett Richards or whatever, trying to avoid doing the surgery by like using. Didn't David Price do that with like stem cell? Oh, so therapy he didn't. And, he didn't have the Tommy John surgery. I don't think so. Oh, did okay. He? I shoot. Maybe I he guess did. I. I guess I don't know. Maybe he did. Now, that sounds terrible. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that being said, if he's just a hitter, I, you and I both agree. I don't think that's far off of where his value is. Yeah, that sounds like you're getting a pretty accurate deal to me. Yeah, because if he's healthy enough to play. I'm so sorry. You were right. He did have Tommy John surgery. That's why he's not going to be hitting or pitching. Okay. But, but he the, can hit because he's got – because it's like, like Corey Kenny, Seager. Well, like Corey Seager. Are you that worried about Corey Seager? No, because he doesn't pitch. But Otani's not going to pitch. Yeah, he's been barred from that. But he'll be, and he's not even going to play in the field. I just wonder how that's going to affect your swing. Well, the same way it would affect that's going to affect uh, Corey Seager's swing. Okay. Right. Yeah. I get. I'm thinking. I guess. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll move on from you. We 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 both agree. That's not a that's 18th round is is probably a good place to get him. Yeah. Uh, and that might not actually be low, but anyway. Um Chris Archer of the Pittsburgh Pirates, ADP is 131, so 40, uh, 14th round, 34th starting pitcher off the board. I I'm not sure that I think that that's not a good value or a good place to take him. I have what absolutely What is this no article in entitled? <laughs> 10 fantasy baseball busts to avoid in your fantasy draft. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah, this guy's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of like, I, I don't, yeah, he's not, 
So far, I'm not. We really probably should have. Yeah, we probably should have proofread this thing. Well, no, I think that's. I think it's good that we don't agree. Yeah. Because I think that shows how different opinions diverge. No, I suppose. Yeah. So where would you think you would take Chris Archer? I mean, I don't expect much out of Chris Archer. I'll just be honest. Okay, he had a 430 that's... ERA with a three and three record last year. But that's why I like him. <laughs> <laughs> I I like him because I think he's finally valued at or even less than where he belongs. Like mm-hmm. we know what Chris Archer is, you know. I yeah. mean, he's he's a he's a perennial 200 strikeout guy. You know, he pretty much always gets mm-hmm. close to that yeah. if he gets the innings, you know. Now, yeah, he's been hurt a few times. He's not this exciting number 1 guy that people peg him to be, and he's never going to be that, especially on so, a team like the Pirates. He actually brings this up. Okay? Oh. And he brings up that one of the reasons he does not have confidence is that in Pittsburgh, they like to throw sinker balls, and he throws one. And because of that, he's losing strikeouts to ground ball outs. So he doesn't like that. So he thinks he's going to lose strikeout production well, and he take is. away his biggest value. Well, he is. So, But it's also going to stretch him out in the game. You would hope, right? So to me, he's never been more than a six-inning guy. And right. that's, that's the other that's problem. That's the most brutal part. That's the other problem is this guy sitting there with all this strikeout potential, you know, and it just oh, it used to drive me crazy on Tampa because he would give up two right. runs and pitch six innings, and then their bullpen would blow it or, right. you know, something bad would always, always happen. Blew it. Or they or, didn't or give him give enough up, run support either. Or they would leave him in for one too many batters and he'd give up a home run. And it would tie the game or something. Yeah, but he'd only had one run on his side, so right. he'd give up a two-run dinger, right. and now he's on the hook for the loss. Yeah, and that happened a lot. And then the reliever would come in and give up five runs. You're like, oh, now it's a guarantee. Yeah, he had a, he had like an 18-loss season not too long ago. So. That's right. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I think – that's probably a little bit harsh, you know, I, f- from my standpoint. I think that's not far off from where I'd take him. Yeah, I, I, he's another guy that I doubt I would take him or doubt he'll be on my team just because I don't have any faith in him anymore. Yeah. Took him twice, got all the talent in the world, but doesn't have the right head. I could see myself taking him in the right situation, and and I think that that situation could actually present itself because I think most of the people in our league feel the same way about him that you and I do. <laughs> and if all it takes is eleven guys, you know, <laughs> sure. to think that way, and then all of a sudden in the friggin' eighteenth round, that there's, one round of, there's Chris Archer. Yeah, one round of value is all you need. Then hey, I'm snagging him. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so next on the list is Joey Votto. I don't know that Joey Votto could be a – he could certainly be a bust, but if you're going based on last year, he couldn't do a whole lot worse. He was terrible. Um, Just out of curiosity, where do you think his ADP is? You can give me a round or a pick. Uh, I suppose he's got to be around 100. No. Way less? Way less. Way, way less. Uh, boy, I don't know. 60? Getting close, yeah. That's pretty close. Okay. 67. Okay. Seventh round. Yeah. I think that's probably about right. I, I could see that being about when he goes. So I think I think the average draft, draft position makes sense. I won't take him. I would never take that guy when he was doing great in the first round because I don't trust him. And that team could be better this year, but that could also – it. I think the new team that they've put together – 
could kind of be a sendaway song, swan song for him. And I think I think 20 home runs might be a stretch. I agree for the home run standpoint. I think Joey's days of 20 to 25 are probably done and gone. But the guy's still a super solid hitter, and he gets mm-hmm. on base at a high clip. Uh, he's he's one of the few potential 400 on base guys that there actually still are playing the game out there. Right. So that brings a ton of value, I think, in all leagues, especially in ours, because of the you know the walks uh, being valuable as they are. Um, that being said, I agree with the home runs. I still think he's a 300 to 310 to even 320 batting average guy. So he's going to bring the value there. He's he's going to be in the middle of that lineup, you know, so he'll right. drive in some runs. He'll probably get you 85 RBIs, you know, 75 to 85. Um, but he, I think he I think he improves a little bit on last year. I think last year, like you said, was a down year. The team's a little better around him. Right. So – I don't. Does say, that lift him up? Does a rising tide raise all boats, or does he drown because his, his boat sinks? It, that could, it could go either way, or leaks. I it guess it could go either way. But based on his past performances, he's a pretty solid player. I mean, sure, could he take a huge dip? Yeah, he's thirty, probably thirty four, thirty five plus. Yep. You know, but uh, the performance that his ha- that he has is. You know, he's more of a 300 hitter than he is this big-time home run guy. Right. So I, I lean towards a rebound for him this year. Uh, and first base being thin, I can't count out that I wouldn't consider taking him. And I just don't think mm-hmm. I would take him that early. I'm more of maybe like a 10th round. But if him. you didn't grab a pitcher or you didn't grab a, hit, a first baseman, and you do get into those later rounds. Yes. He's somebody who can at least start and and know he's going to play most of the time. He's one of those guys that's going to get you at bats, man. He plays yeah. every day. He should every still get day. he shouldn't fall below like I th- I would say 12 points a week would be something you could expect. And then better weeks oh, yeah. around that. I would I think even better than that. Well, I'm just thinking an- he that's like his floor to me. And some players don't have a – their floor is zero or negative. So, yeah, I don't know. He's a lower I, risk I actually guy. see some upside with him in some places because a guy that gets on base and gets a lot of at-bats, boy, he brings a lot of value in our league. And, you know, I don't no, – I, I, I think – Again, that's just my – that's my floor for him. Oh, no, I and I agree. I think that's it's a, a – good floor. I agree. It's a great floor. Yeah. And that's why he's probably ranked where he is. Right. You know, in the 60s. There. Just not exciting. Yeah, he's just not exciting. So. You know, you'd rather you'd rather have a guy like a Juan Soto or something in the seventh round, you know, because the potential upside, he's young, you know, he who knows this guy's ceiling is. You know, there's a lot of questions. Just on the top of my head for a reason, because it's a guy I'm very interested in. When do you think Carlos Correa goes? I mean, he's got to be at least a third rounder. Really, after last year, I I just think he'd have more val- less value than that. That was a bad year, man, and he was playing the whole time. He was hurt, but he was playing. It's like that's a bad year, man. His hype is still so big, and he's on a good team. Good team, yeah. And he's only twenty four, right? It's like he got plenty of yeah. time to fix things. I still think he's he's gonna go third round. Yeah, that's that's where I would put him. Damn it. Okay. Uh, I was hoping to get him on the cheap in the fifth, but yeah. Um, next on the list is Corey Kluber. I agree with this 
I think of Corey Cooper as a bust, and you got to realize him winning 18 games and having a, uh, a, a, a ERA under three to me is still a bust because of the way he gets you the points. One week he's going to get you 45, 60 points, man. He's going to crush it, maybe win you the week. And then he's going to have a week where he gives you negative 13 points. Mm-hmm. And he's still going to end up with a lot of points. So if all you want to do is get a lot of points, you're playing in a rotisserie or a categories league, I would say go for it, man. He's going to be great. But if it's a points league, you can't depend on him for where you got to take him. I agree 100%. And, I, and that's why he is kind of at the top of my second tier. Uh, you know, he's just absolutely he's outside that first tier of excellence due to that fact alone is that he rolls a stinker out there on occasion and it can really hurt you. You know, you have a number one guy should pretty much give you number one stuff every time he goes out there. Right. Where he should be a stopper. Yes. You know, you, Max Scherzer has a stinker. It's four runs over six innings. And it happens twice in a year. <laughs> yeah, and it happens twice in a year. You know, whereas this guy, he'll give up four in the first. Well, he's he's 20-7 and seven last year. That says to me, I'll bet you of those seven losses, at least six of them he gave up like six runs. Yeah. Now, the one thing you know you're going to get with Kluber is strikeouts and wins. Because yeah. the guy just pitches late into the game. Almost always. Strikeouts are are They're coming dropping. down. Yeah, they're coming they're, down. But they're still very good. But he's yeah. 33 years old, and it's starting to show. It's not the guy I want to anchor my staff. But I agree with you. Put on the top of that second tier. Yeah. If he's my second pitcher, oh, yeah. I feel then real I'm good. very solid, yes. Yeah, if I've got if, – now, if I somehow get Scherzer and then Kluber, ooh. So where's, what is I'm his average good. draft position? 24th. Wow. So third round. That sounds about right. That seems for a, high for a for a frontline pitcher, frontline ace. I don't know, man. There's not that many of them, and people are going to view him as one. Yeah, because of the twenty wins. Yep, yep. I think he'll go. I think I think that's. I'll bet you that's almost exactly where he goes in our draft. Now we've got a twelve man draft, so mm-hmm. that twenty four. You're actually talking the last pick of the second round. I don't know if that'll happen, but mid third round, I do see. Yeah, I our draft is so unique. You know, just such because, smart players, man. not just smart, but the focus is different, too. Right. You know, Everybody, like, everybody's got a plan. Yeah. Everyone has a plan. Sometimes two people have the same plan. It's right. Fun. And it makes it tough. It makes it fun. But yep. uh, I would agree. I just I think he's one of those kinds of players that maybe somebody thinks they can get a little bit later, you know, in our league, mm-hmm. because there's going to be guys like Walker Bueller that people would rather have. See, I think I, I hope Walker goes at least to the fourth. I hope he drops at least Boy, to the fourth. I think that's wishful thinking because right. Would you, you who would you rather have? Would you rather have Walker Bueller or would you rather? You know what have scares him? me is you and House. You and House will take Walker Bueller in the third round. I oh, know you will. Hell yeah! I will. So that's why I know I'm in trouble with you two. Uh, we'll move on to the next guy, which is Ozzy Albie's. Again, I hardly agree. Guy's a really good, talented player, but he is not going to put up the same um, consistency he did last year, and he wasn't actually that consistent last year. He just had some big blow-ups. Yeah. I think he's a fine player. I think he's going to get only better and better. But at 59th overall, last pick of the fifth round, not doing it. Not going to do it. <laughs> Wouldn't not be prudent. going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. How about you? I mean, he's only 21. I know. Oh, I'm sorry, he's 22. 
no, I agree with you a thousand percent that uh, it's sophomore slump. You know, there'll be a couple weeks where he where he comes on and does well, but uh, I think P, but, people adjust. Can he make the adjustment back? Probably not. But not until next year. If he falls to an ADP, well, a draft. I should say, just pick in your draft of. Whew, I think if you add two rounds to that, then I like it. Does he qualify at second base? I think so. Okay, then that changes. I, I, I thought that was all he really played. That changes things a little bit. I couldn't remember if he played some shortstop last year, too. You know what? I don't know if you want to try and look that up on in our league on your phone there. I, I, I'm I not sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. But anyway, I, I, I like him uh, as a player, but I just – he's not – He's not going to get you what you thought you were going to get last year or what you got last year. I think there's going to be some regression. Now, he may make the adjustments and start going the other direction again and, and go on to a ph- phenomenal career, and I hope he does. What am I looking up again? If uh, How many games he played at what position? Oh, okay. Ozzie Albies. Usually on the uh, – usually on the, um, well, anyway, you, you, you know what you're doing. Um, next on the list is Clayton Kershaw. He is averaging – 50th overall, so you can maybe get Kershaw in the fifth round. Assuming that his arm is okay and his back doesn't have major problems, you know, you could end up getting in the fifth round a guy who wins you 13 games, and I think he would still strike out close to 200 players. Um, if his innings drop below 170, it starts to get it starts to get tricky. But, boy, Kershaw is still... When he pitched last year, he was still one of the best pitchers in baseball with a 1.04 whip. So anytime you're allowing one runner an inning or less, especially as a starter, that's a good pitcher. And uh, you know what? I'm hoping for a renaissance year, but I'm also a Dodger fan. So 50th overall to me seems like an accurate place to take him. I don't think he's going to be that big of a bust, but you are taking a risk. Any uh, input from you? But you really look lost over there. I am lost. You want me to try and look him up? I got my computer. Yeah, it's just weird. When I click on, uh, there's a there's a thing that says games by position, but then when I click on it, it doesn't bring it up. That might be uh, like it doesn't display on the app or something. Yeah, that could be. So Clayton Kershaw's his next uh, bust. So, yeah, again, I no, I'm with you because, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess we don't know how hurt he is. You know, that's the right, problem, right? right? Like, what's wrong with him? But I, I don't think How it's How horrible any... would it be to find out that he's got a torn labrum or something? Yeah, I don't think that's what it <laughs> is, though. He was able to throw for a little while. Now he's had some twinges, but... Oh, has I, he? I didn't know if he'd gone back off the Well, I don't think mound. he's throwing currently. Okay. So, you know, I don't, I'm don't. i not exactly sure, but... Um, I'm going to look him up after Ozzy. At this point, you got to assume that he's okay, because they haven't said anything otherwise. Right. So... so he only qualifies at second base. He played oh, that's why. 157 games at second there base. There you go. Nowhere else. So okay. he's all well, middle So, I mean, that brings his value up a little to me just because second base is pretty thin this year. It is. So it is. I, you know, I, I think that brings him up a little. But uh, So Clayton Kershaw, the latest news here. Um, for the first time in what seems like forever. Oh, he will not be. That's not player news. Um Weeks away from return. So 57 minutes ago, an hour, indicated he will need around 20 days to get up to full speed. He felt good after a semi-live batting practice session Wednesday, but he's still apparently weeks away from being ready to rejoin the Dodger rotation. 
The Southpaw is scheduled to throw two innings of live BP on Monday. Boy, that's going to tell us a lot. Yeah. So I, at this point, you've got to assume that there, there isn't a major injury. So no, the, I, don't I think, think he's so. coming back at some point. So for me, it depends on how my lineup or you know how my team looks up at that point. You know, I'm I've got probably got a pretty particular strategy going in, but most of the time it gets swayed a little because you don't get who you thought you were going to get. You know? Right. Especially, that makes, especially those first four rounds. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm looking at Clayton Kershaw as a strategy play where this guy could, you know, even if he comes back in a month, he's still a possible 20-win guy. Right. You know, that that's, you know, 200 to 250 strikeouts. I mean, the fifth round to me is no doubt pull the trigger. Yeah. If the, so, if the back doesn't cause problems, then, then he really can have an amazing year still. Yeah, and, you know, if you're super heavy, I don't know. I could see you going both ways. Like, if you've already got a pitcher or even two, think about adding him right. as your third guy. I mean, wow. To me, that <laughs> there's that's kind of a no-brainer if you're trying to go pitching heavy. Now, if you've got <clears> – <throat> excuse me. But that would, that would probably mean you had to take a pitcher in three of your first five rounds. You would. That's I've done that before. I have, and, too. And, and made the playoffs. Oh, have you? Yeah, see, I've done that, and it's never ended out. It's never worked out. Well. In fact, I I can't confirm this, but I think it's happened twice. Okay, where I've taken three pitchers in the first five rounds and made the playoffs. Wow, who did you take? Do you remember? Yeah, one was a long time ago. I had CC Sabathia and uh, he went. Ben the, he went in the first three rounds. Yeah. Holy cow! Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else I had, though. You said Ben Sheets was your second? But no, I don't think he went in the first four rounds, though. Right. He could have. He could have. I might have taken him in the fifth. Um, I'm trying to think who the third guy was, though. Well, we won't worry about it if we don't know because it will be a guess. Um, Just to finish off the list, uh, Javier Baez of the Chicago Cubs. He is going, wow, take a guess. 20. You wish. 17. You wish. Oh, wow. Well, it's it's not that far off. Okay. 14. Yeah, 15. 15. Yeah. Um, top four in all eligible positions, which that does raise his value. He's, I think he's, I don't know how many places he's, I know he's at least shortstop and second base, right? So, yeah. Um, that's a big, a big boon to his value. But I, I do agree with this. And I don't even think that this is a big mystery or a big going out on a limb at, of any kind. Because Baez had an, a crazy M number of RBIs last year. What are the odds that that happens again? Not good. He hit like four grand slams, I think. It just, you know, yeah. just everything just worked out. And that doesn't happen He did. He had kind of one of those years where I would be curious what his uh, his, B, his BABIP is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his average was 291, 18 steals to go with 32 home runs, 99. Now, now, so 99 RBIs. I thought he won the RBI race last year. He might have with 99 in the National League. That might have won it. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. It doesn't, but, man, it wouldn't surprise me. Because I, th- I thought for sure he won the Well, I, what the I can RBI. tell you, what I can tell you about Baez, I really think the home runs are for real. I do think he's a 30 homer guy. I do. I even think that number possibly could go up. 
So wait a minute. This thing he won it with 111 RBIs. Oh, okay. So what is? Oh, those are his projections. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Um, as far as positions, so he played 104 games at second and 65 games at shortstop. So he qualifies at both, yeah. Both infield, middle infield positions. That's, that's a, that's a multi, value. Multi-position eligibility is super important. Oof. But back to what I was saying with uh, with Baez, I think the the home run number is real and, and should be expected of him, that 30 to 35. Yeah. That batting average is where you're going to see a huge dip this year. He can't hold 290. There's no way. And I think he's more of a 265 guy. I guess we'll see what he does this year. But his steals are certainly real as well. I think he's a still a 15 steal guy. So right. I so think 15, he's 30, valuable. 30, 15 is not. But, boy, I'm not taking him in the second round. Yeah, I, I, I cannot find his stats. That's Oh, there they are. Uh, so, yeah, he batted 290, 111 ribbies, 34 homers, 21 steals. So he was a 2020 guy, technically a 30-20 guy. Yeah. He only had 30 walks. That's, that's the uh, that's scary too. Yeah, that's not very good. And what is his BABIP? Do you have that pulled up? That no, would... they don't have that listed yeah, on okay. here. That's uh, that's yeah. I mean, boy, if that means if he were to get his eye on, you know, become a become a strong eyed hitter, he could bat three hundred. <laughs> boy, he could bat three thirty and have like forty five home runs. Yeah, if and, and RBIs could shoot up. So. And he's an incredible fielder, as we know. So. Right, and on a good team. So, yeah. All right, we are done with that. Okay, uh, not sure that that list was as impressive as I would have thought for Bus, but you know what? Again, if you're really nitpicking, it was a detail yeah. thing. Like, I could see, like, okay, yeah, he's average draft position 145. Just trying to find some uh, Bus that people haven't already mentioned, I think. Yeah. So the pitching uh, possibility or – strategy that we were talking about and uh we won't go into this real long but it was basically about um what if you were to take the entire dodger pitching staff so you take kershaw you take hill bueller bueller uh bueller and hill that's the first three then you get maeda and ryu and then you get stripling and urias yep i think that's all of them that's all the starters basically yeah so you get all of those guys and you just whoever is pitching for the Dodgers the most that week, you put him in there, and hell, you could grab Kenley Jensen as your closer. I mean, he's one of the best closers. You got yourself a, a heck of a staff. Uh, now, the article I read only mentioned doing that with the Dodgers. It said that their ballpark was a big part of it, their division was a big part of it. Yep, uh, all that stuff. Yep. What do you think, Nate? I mean, what if you just did nothing but took Dodger pitchers to fill out your staff? Well, you and I were talking about it pre-show, and boy, it's a very interesting approach, um, especially with a team like the Dodgers. Like over the last whatever three years, they've been a pretty consistent ninety-plus win team. Yeah, back-to-back back World Series. Yeah, back-to-back back World Series. You know, playing in the in a little bit weaker National League uh, as far as like regular season goes. I think, boy, it it's just an interesting strategy. I. I just don't think I could pull the trigger. You know, I don't know if I could. It's just such a such an odd thing to do, you know. I, I think you just have that fear of 
what if either A, they just have a bad year, yep. or B, what if the bullpen starts getting all the wins? Or they have a year like a couple of years ago and they all start dropping like flies. Right. And then you, you know, gotta, and then all and of a you sudden. You have to pick every one of them up or you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then your whole, your benches, Dodgers and the Miners. And well, and you think about how many times the Dodgers have had slow starts and then picked up these last three years. Yeah, I mean. Maybe you're out of it before it it's even matters. That, it's that proverbial all your eggs in one basket. You right. know, like right. it can either go really your way it could be great or horrible or it could be terrible but i think what they're trying to say with the dodgers is the probabilities higher you know because of the success they've had in the yep. past yep. you know you're looking at five guys that you know potentially you know total 90 to 100 wins you know for you absolutely so absolutely you know especially if you're getting jansen in there as well uh, so I think it's a really interesting strategy. And you and I talked briefly about including some other teams in that strategy. Right. You know, that are look at, looking to be good teams like the Red Sox, the Yankees. Astros. You know, Astros, those types of teams. I, I, I think we concluded with the Yankees that you're just it, you're not going to get the players, right? It's going to be tough. You know, I think it's possible, but you would really have to go heavy pitching, right? Because if you're going to so take, early, yeah. yeah, if you're going to take Severino, uh, Paxton, and uh, who's the third guy? Oh, Tanaka. If you're going to mm-hmm. take all three of those guys, you know, boy, that's three pitchers in probably the first like six, seven rounds. Maybe you get Severino in the fifth. You get Paxton in the fourth. You yeah, get, you get Tanaka in the eighth. Yeah, maybe. So I mean, it does give you the option to have a couple of hitters. Yeah. So you know that way you could take like four hitters to start, and then just yeah. start doing pitching. A- absolutely. In a, in our league, I think it could be tricky as well with the pitching with the Dodgers because, you know, Bueller. Who knows? He could go as early as the second in our right in our league. You know, and so could Kershaw. I'll be honest. I, you've got me hoping that I I'm hoping that I get a wraparound pick and I can try and snag Severino and Kershaw. On a three, four, or four, five. I mean, it's an interesting. It'd be fun. It's an interesting strategy as well. I think, yeah. you know, having those two guys. Wow, can you imagine if they had a, you know, like a typical year? Yeah, you know, a prototypical. But year. you'd have to be real careful about getting that, uh, getting five starters to have those first two months or so. Well, I mean, you'd obviously have to really watch the the waiver wire. Yeah, you know, and you're probably your fifth starter is probably somebody you're rotating off the waiver wire. Yep. You know, for yep. a couple of weeks, yep. at least the first few weeks. So Anderson, this is a strategy for you. Yeah, right. It would work for you. It would work for unbelievable. you. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, waiver the wire Dodger warrior. five are Kershaw, Bueller, Ryu, Hill, Maeda right now. Okay. So so Stripling, Urias, kind of on the outside looking in. But I think you have to get them both. I One, agree. Because someone's got to start for Kershaw. Yes. Number two, uh, Rich in, Hill. Someone's going to get her. Yeah, Rich Hill's going to get gonna her get with a blister. He's going to get a blister. Week two, you know. Yeah. Maybe any number two of the first yeah, game. Yeah, and Ryu, who knows. Yeah. But it seems like once he came back, he's been fine. Every time. He was just hurt but, for a long time. Yeah, but then that he was got like hurt two, again. Well, that was like two and a half years where he never really pitched in the big leagues. No, I know. Every that's, time he started to come around the minors, he got hurt. And that's another thing. He's not getting any younger. So <laughs> No, but boy, but he sure was nice down he, the stretch. He does seem to have found his stuff again, so we'll so, see. Um, I think that was everything for that. So why don't we do our uh, sleeper share? Yeah. I think this will be interesting. I'm going to try and pick three players that you haven't heard about a lot. So do you have your first one, Nate, or do you want me to kind of try to 
Well, so I want a little bit different strategy. Not necessarily have you not heard of the guys, Mm -hmm. but they just might be guys that you don't value probably as high as a lot of other people. You know, that's kind of where I went with it a little bit. But uh, so my first guy is uh, uh, in New York. His name's Pete Alonzo. And so he's probably a guy maybe you've heard some about. Um, but it's, it's looking like he's going to be the starting uh, first baseman for them or he's going to make the team as the starting first baseman. I'll give you his numbers from last year. Uh, he batted, and this is in AAA or throughout the minors, uh, 285, 36 home runs, a 975 OPS, and in 478 at-bats he did strike out 128 times. And that was last year? Yes. So, But he seems to have a lot of potential to be like a 30, 40, even 50-type home run guy. In fact, I would compare him to Reese Hoskins a little bit where you're going to get a guy whose numbers aren't far off from Reese, and you're going to get him way, way down the line. So I think this is a guy to consider uh, for one of your sleepers. And and what that name was again? His name is Peter Alonzo. Peter Alonzo, and position he's playing to for. First base for the New York Mets. Oh, for the Mets. Yep. I thought you were saying the Yankees, the Mets. Okay, no, he's got Mets. a shot with the Mets. Okay. Yes. I was going to say, boy, that's a crowded field, and the Yankees are trying to figure out. Okay, good, good, good. Um, my first one, and I don't know if this is a name that's well-known to people or not, but uh, for me, it's Nate Lowe. I think the guy could basically the, – the he's basically got the skill set of Paul Goldschmidt. And if he puts it together and gives you a Paul Goldschmidt typical career year, mm-hmm. you know, then, you know, the guy could be – could jump off the page and be a monster. Absolutely. Tampa Bay uh, fighting for that uh, first base position. Not fighting for. I think it's his. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay, so my second guy, another another New York first baseman, um, <laughs> which is pretty funny, and his, his name is Luke Voigt. Um, another guy, so last yeah. year – he did play some in the in the major leagues. He ended up with uh, 143 at bats. He batted 322, 15 home runs in 143 at bats with an OPS over one. So pretty wow. nice little start. Now 43 strikeouts in 143 at bats as well. Uh, so he does strike out quite a bit. And he, you know, he's going to be competing with time. At first base with Greg Bird, and I even right. think there's probably another guy or two uh, compete competing there. But I think Maybe this is is a guy that you can get way down there, like past the twentieth round, and could be a possible it, it seems starter. Like, it seems like he's got the 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 leg up on the job right now, just right now. He's, yeah, he's got a leg up. If I know the Yankees, though, they're going to go with the veteran guy to start the season. Very possible if he's healthy. Now if, now, if Bird is not 100%, I can totally see him and, going away and Bird, from him. Bird does well for them. so Yeah, he does. But that's my second guy. So the two first basemen, because I think that's such a really uh, really light position this year. There just isn't mm-hmm. a lot of players there. So those are two guys I think you can get way down the line and, and still probably be okay. Yeah, so we've, I mean, that's three three first basemen you can get late, you know, yeah. to to try and back up one of your, the, like oh, the yeah. Fed, Votto, yeah, you know. Because, yep, sure, your guy was first base too, yeah. Um, my next one is Greg Allen, uh, outfielder for the Cleveland Indians. Showed some very good contact. Uh, he's very low strikeout rate, and he's got elite speed. 
uh, good hitter, doesn't strike out a lot, high-end speed on a team that is desperate for outfield. Uh, he shouldn't have any barrier to playing time, and I think there's no reason to think he can't get 30 to 40 steals, and I think he can get them late. So Love it. Kind of like a Malik Smith, but, you know, less known. Yes, I like it. Um, okay, so my third guy is the guy I was kind of hinting at before is a guy that you're going to recognize because he had a big season a couple years ago for uh, the Minnesota Twins. Uh, his name's Brian Dozier. And, uh, he, <laughs> He's he, a sleeper? <laughs> oh, absolutely. What do you think his average draft position is, 250? Oh, after the year with L.A., probably. That's so, uh, Yeah. I do think he's a sleeper. <laughs> Why don't you think he's a sleeper? No, I guess I just don't think of a guy who's already been a very established player as, as a sleeper. Yeah, I guess he's a sleeper for the fact that... You think he's going to be a bounce back? Yeah, a sleeper from the standpoint he's going to outperform his ADP. Mm-hmm. You know, like he... I agree with that, He's yes. being drafted, you know, probably in the way 20th rounds, somewhere in that range. 16 to 25 would be my guess. Uh you know, he's a guy that's he's going to be the starting second baseman in Washington. That's going to be a pretty decent team still. Yeah. You know, so he's going to drive in some runs. He's going to hit a few more home runs. I know he had a down year last year, but he was hurt, especially during the playoffs after the trade, you know, right. from, from uh, Minnesota over to L.A. He was hurt. So I, I think he really is going to be undervalued. So I guess that's kind of my dish, definition of a sleeper, too. Not mm-hmm. just a guy that you haven't heard of, but a guy that's going to per- outperform where you project to take him. Right, going to get you great value. Yeah. so for that, where you play. That's you know a little unconventional, maybe, but he's my third sleeper. So I'm trying to remember exactly. Uh, so I so here's one that's kind of like what you're saying. So maybe I'll come up with another one as well. Um, this guy was showing all sorts of promise. And, and and he's actually got a really good avenue to a play uh, playing time, and if he hits it, I think he has a great. I mean, has a great chance to have a really good year. And you know him, it's Jung Ho Kong, or Kang, from Pittsburgh. Gung, isn't it pronounced Gung? Oh, his la- Oh, his first name? No, his last name. K A N G is Kung. Gung. Gung. Yeah. Oh, well, I certainly didn't know that. I was thinking maybe maybe Gung. That's Ho how I've Kang. heard it pronounced. <laughs> That's how I've heard it pronounced in Korean. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, I could am definitely be mistaken. Speaking, I'm definitely speaking it uh, from white guy English. Young Ho, so. young Ho Gung. Young Ho Gung. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if I listen to a Pittsburgh game, I'll, I'll hear it said right. It's been a few years since he's been here, but uh, I think he's got a chance to really come in and, and get a good spot and, and do well. Um, uh, I don't know. My other sleeper I was going to say. Which team is he on? Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Um, and this one... I don't know if this counts as – sometimes I don't know if it counts as a sleeper if everybody's kind of thinking about a guy, you know. Um, one guy that you've had that I think this year is the year is uh, Joey Gallo. I think he finally – I mean, he he did he had a lot of home runs already. He had a pretty good year last but he's, year. But I think he puts it together this year. Yeah. Same thing with Byron Buxton. And I hate it because I fell for it once before, but I might be able to get him in like the 15th, 18th round this year. You're not getting him in the 15th. <laughs> you don't think he'll go that late? No way. I'm not letting him go that late. Oh, okay, because he's having a nice sprint. <laughs> I know he Very is. nice sprint. Yeah. So um, I always forget you'd like to take your boys. Um, and who is the guy who's playing second base for the Rockies? I forget his name. Well, I think it's going to be Ryan McMahon at this point. 
It's Ryan McMahon. Okay. I think so. Now, are you thinking of their prospect that, that was going to be coming Yeah, out? I mean, I'm grabbing uh, the guy like, like Trevor Story did that other year. Shoot, what is his name? Brendan Rogers. Brendan Rogers. Okay, that was some guy. I would say always just be, I mean... I, I don't know enough about him, but if you've got if you've got an open draft spot in like the twentieth round and he's still there, yeah, just take a shot, man. Just grab him. I mean, it's a Colorado player. You never know, man. They could just come up and and hit forty home runs. Off that the being bat. said, David Dahl is maybe a name you should throw out there. Well, but I mean, how many years have we been waiting for that guy to be of studies? That's why he's a sleeper. I don't know if he's still a sleeper. He's kind of an unfulfilled promise. Oh. And does he finally break through, I guess? He's not a sleeper anymore. I think he has a big year. Yeah. Well, I would hope so. It's about freaking time. Yeah. But, yeah, I hope so. It'd be great. Um, so, real quick, I have a good um, list of ADP value. And I just want, yeah. just want to see if you agree or disagree. Yeah, well, let's talk for a little bit. Let's do it. Overrated. Ronald Acuna. Well, what's his what's his average draft position? It it didn't talk about. It. it just said they just consider these players to be overrated. That people think they're going to do better than they are going to do. I disagree. Okay, Walker Bueller. Disagree. Ozzy Albie's. Agree. Gliber Torres. Agree. Kenley Jansen. Agree. Marcel Ozuna. Agree. Jonathan Villar. Agree. Kyle Hendricks. Disagree. Ahmed Rosario. Agree. Harrison Bader. Agree. Okay. I, I'm pretty much in line with what you said. Uh, I think I might say... I think with Okuna, I think it might be overrated. But I don't I, know. I don't. I think he could just be a monster. In fact, I think he, he could, could he could end up first round points. Wouldn't that be something? I don't doubt it. I that mean, team I, is what, gonna be good. When do you think he gets picked? I mean, is he going in the second round in our draft or is he going in the third? I think third. You think he fa- falls that far? Yeah. Don't forget Sable is a big Braves fan. Oh. Is it Sable or Sabelle? I always I always confuse it. I think it's Jeff. Sable. Yeah. He's a Braves fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, then boy, he could go as early. He was as... he was pissed. I took him last year. Yeah, he was pretty pissed. Yeah, he could go as early as the third, easy. And I am I am prone to doing that. I do like to take players. I know someone else is just dying. To Dude, have. the guy's a, he could just be a monster. Right. I really think he. But could. last last year he wasn't you know going to be a monster. He was no. good, but he wasn't going to be a monster. But yeah, no, I'm not saying that he's not. I just I just feel like, man, those how many times do we see a player come up? And have an incredible cup of coffee, or not cup of coffee, half a season. And you're just like, oh my gosh, next year you extrapolate those numbers out to a whole season. Yeah, like Reese Hoskins, right? Oh, Gary Sanchez, Carlos Correa, everybody that they, nobody really seems to do it, you know? Right. Because they get film on them and they learn how to pitch yeah, to them. Yeah, the sophomore slump is quite common in baseball. And it's just like, it's just how early in the season do you think they correct it? But, yeah. But the talent is. Talent for Okuna is higher than most, so I, I see why you say that. Okay, underrated players. Underrated. Jose Altuve. Oh, yeah. Zach Granke. Yes. Jose Abreu. Yes. Scooter Jennett. No. Justin Turner. Yes. Aaron Hicks. No. Robinson Cano. Yes. Eloy Jimenez. 
Yes. Oh, wow. We're really – man, I'm not going to – I hope I don't draft next to you. <laughs> We're going to end up pissing each other off a lot. Um, I, I agree. I think with every single one of those, Altuve <laughs> really? All of them, wow. and Granky and Abreu, holy cow, all three of those guys are not being given their credit they deserve yeah, for who they are. Granky's fantastic. What did you talk about it earlier this year on our Sports Offensive podcast. Don't let last year – confuse you too much don't draft based on last year yeah draft on the the three-year career time you know um all three of those guys i would love to snag them if i can get out tuve late in the second you know i'm considered that's a that's a it well he's a first round do you think he still goes in the first oh yeah in our league i'm not sure Hmm. i'm not sure people there are some people who take some pretty big bold moves you think Soliday lets him get past the first round. He loves that guy. Depends on where he drafts. I mean, like if Will's yeah. in the top three, yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Bryce Harper, is he a first rounder in a 12? Let's do a 12-man league. Is he a first round pick? Yes. So if you can just off the top of your head, and if you can't think of it, I'll help look somebody like, up. Like what do you mean when you say is he a first round? Like does is someone he going to get take taken? him? Or is he no, worth it? No, is he taken? Yes. So in the first 12 picks of our draft, Mookie Betts, and I'm not saying these are in order, Mookie Betts, uh, um, Jose Ramirez, Mike Trout. Undisputed top three? I wouldn't say undisputed. Really? Yeah, I would say Nolan Arenado. Okay, yeah, he's definitely the fourth guy I would mention. Yeah. So I, I think I, 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 these guys are like my my A one A and here's my one B yeah. you know and then that's where it gets tricky then after that right so you got to assume that Bryce Harper's in that group yeah okay so we need seven more players mm-hmm. who are those seven players Goldschmidt's not up there anymore is he I don't know if he's a first rounder I, 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 second rounder sure yeah but I don't yeah I don't think he's a first rounder. Max Scherzer, is he going the first? Yes. Okay, so now we're down to six. Okay. This is why it gets kind of tricky, because I'm trying to think of who really do you take. I mean, you've got to consider. Need a little top 300 list, but I was trying to see if we could do it without looking at one. Okay, so if you don't want to look. That's hard. Yeah, if you don't want to look, we can do it, I I think. Um Boy, and these guys are fringe first rounders. But I, I mean, you've got to think of guys like Rizzo and Bryant for the Cubs. I don't think either one of them go in the first round. Okay, Bryant would be the only one I would think could. Okay. But I do love Bryant's value this year. Yeah, getting him in the middle of the second round. Oh, man. and he could easily be a top five performer. Yes. So I, I do. I would love to get him, except especially for third base. But anyway, um, assuming neither one of them gets in. Right. Well, I mean, look, looking at the pitchers, I mean, is Degrom a first rounder? I just not with that team. Is Chris Sale a first rounder? I'm going to say yes, because in our league, I think three pitchers went in the first round last year. Kershaw won't go in the first round this year. Correct. So yeah, I do. Okay, I guess other guys that are considered maybe first rounders, JD Martinez. Yes, I think he probably does go. Okay. 
I think I, yes, I think he does. And I got to put too much of a tri- too much of a triple crown threat last year. I got to put Altuve in the first. I agree. I'll agree with that. Yes. Now some other borderline guys for me: Christian Yelich, Francisco Lindor. Oh, Lindor! Lindor absolutely goes in the first round. You think so? Absolutely. Alex uh, Bregman, Charlie Blackman. Um, Blackman, no. Oh, a Trey Turner. Trey Turner, yes. I, I, in fact, I would love to have Trey Turner this year. I don't know why. I just think that this is his year. I think this is the year with Bryce Harper gone that he takes a step forward into being the leader of the team. Um, Yelich, I will not take in the first round. I don't think he's first round talent. I love Yelich. Loved him for years. I don't years. think he's second round talent. I took him three or four times in the past, but yeah. He's not. I'm not taking him in the first round. Yeah, um, that's just uh, track record. I no, I just I can't. I don't. E- I don't even know if I can explain it well. I just can't. Um, this list has Okuna going 12th and Manny Machado yeah, going this 13th. List I, he has him 17 on here. I just Machado boy. 23rd. Yeah, I I so Yelich and Degrom. I don't think stay in the first round like this thing says. You might be right about Okuna though, man. He could go in the first. He really could. His his talent was – and, boy, if Manny Machado makes it into the second round again and I get him again, boy, I'll be taking him. I've had that guy for three straight years. I, I don't know how that happened. I'll tell you what. I would consider Acuna in the first round if I had the last pick. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you, who would you, who would you hope to get with him? It depends. You know, if I took him, I would probably want somebody – What if only Max Scherzer's been taken pitching-wise? Do you do you pull the trigger on Sale or Degrom? I would consider Sale. Okay. Yes. Any chance that Giancarlo Stanton makes his way into the top ten? Twelve. No. But I'd sure like to get him. <laughs> I could see Aaron Judge getting in the top twelve just based on hype. Yeah. I mean, assuming that this list that we're looking at right here is correct, let's say this is exactly who goes. Okay. And you're pick twelve. Okay. So read the first eleven. Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Jose Ramirez, J.D. Martinez, Max Scherzer, Nolan Arenado, Trey Turner, Kristen Yelich. I said no. Oh, Chris Sale, Francisco Lindor, and Jacob DeGrom. Okay. You've got 12 and 13. Who do you take? I would take Acuna and Altuve. I would probably go... I would be very tempted to go Stanton and Harper. I just it could be an absolute monster of, yeah. a, of a pair. I can't argue with those. I mean, I I know that it's taking a limb out on both of them, and I totally, I'm actually kind of, I don't want to take Altuve because you said that, so I want to give a different perspective. Yeah, no, I Altuve like would be hard to pass up, man. Yes, at that spot. But boy, Bryce Harper and Giancarlo Stanton, you're getting two guys who. You know, if you take last year and then last three years combined, you know, Bryce Harper obviously has had his issues, but the guy always hits and steals. Yeah. He always homers and steals, and Giancarlo should be good for another 40. And I don't know what it is about Bregman. I just can't take him in the first. I can't either. I can't. He's just not there yet. I'll take him he in the one second. one more year. One more year. He needs one more year. Yeah, I would take him in the second, yeah. you know. Yeah, second. But not with the first or second pick in the second, probably. Yeah. I would have to be, you know, at least to be tenth or, or lower. And but now I and it would be very, very hard for me not to take 
Stanton and Harper, just because I do believe outfield is thin when you when turn to the drop off. I mean, and I think it's a great strategy. They're two it's, MVPs. It's I mean, two possible fifty homer guys. Right. You right. Know? Two. Uh, if they know, both have a big year, or yeah. or Harper Judge or Stanton Judge, even right, even on the same team, I would consider that right. Yeah, it's it's you know, but here's here's the one thing that would have me. This would this would tie me in knots. Okay. In fact, I'm almost sure I'm going to get that 12th pick. <laughs> Just because this would be so painful for me, and to pass up a pitcher, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't take a pitcher there. I, I, after Scherzer, I think it's I don't trust Sale. Um, Degrom, I don't trust him to get wins. Why don't you trust Sale? I I just I feel like he's poised to break down. Hmm. I don't know why. I don't think it's a logical reason, but I just I look at him and I think mid second round is what I would do. You know, hmm. I just. I don't even know what his numbers were last year. I'm sure they were great. They but, were. I mean, yeah, I'm going to look at him real quick. What did he do? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're not giving me numbers, though. Uh, let's see. So the last only year. The number you need is the, he was the, probably the best pitcher in baseball other than Scherzer. So he was 12-4, and four, had a 211 ERA, 237 strikeouts. So he only very had good 12 year. wins? Yeah. That's it? I'm just reading it to you. Wow. He's never won 20 games in a season. I know he's been close, though. 17. Yeah. Three times. Okay. So he was 17, 17, and 12 the last three hmm. years. I don't know, man. I just not first-round value. But the, 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 the thing I was talking yeah. about, though, for me, is if I'm at that 13th pick and Machado and Altuve are available – could go those two. Take as well. care second and short with the best two at probably the best at those two positions, basically. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best two, but close. You know? Yeah. I mean, wow. You could have a good year. The only thing I worry about is I'm not sure San Diego's a hitter's park. It's not. And it never hurt Adrian Gonzalez, but will it hurt Manny Machado? And does Machado after now that he's gotten his big money deal, does he get lazy? Yeah. Doubtful. Yeah. Like I said, I've had him for three straight years, and one of those years was a little bit subpar, but you know what? The guy has been one of the few guys I've taken consistently, and they performed. You know, he yeah. does perform. Yes, he does. I wish he was still in L.A. because, boy, I'll bet he would have a big year. But, you know, I, San Diego's going to be better than people think. I got a couple of sleepers on that team that I'm, I'm you know, that Urias, I'm, I'm right. really interested in that San guy. Diego or Cincinnati? Who's going to be have more wins at the end of the season? Man, that's hard. I think Cincinnati takes a nice step forward. Yeah. So um, San Diego. I think they got better pitching. Wow. I just don't trust the pitching on on Cincinnati at all. Mm. But the, I think I, I do. I think I trust Cincinnati's pitching more. Do you? Yeah, I think they've got some veterans. You know, I think that Dase Clefani actually is a pretty decent pitcher. You know, Sonny Gray will throw some decent games here and there. Right, he might bounce back, and then you got Wood. And you've got, got Wood. Talent. Now, I think in San Diego, I can't even name a freaking guy. Can you? Mm, is that Henny still there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think, you know, Luis Perdomo <laughs> is a guy that I think plays. They have another young guy. I can't remember his last name. It's like Luke something or other. So Luke Lucchesi yeah, is Lucchesi. their number one. Yeah. Eric Lauer, Robbie Erland, Jacob Nix. 
Louis Perdomo. Yeah, I'd much rather have Cincinnati staff. I, I, but see, I feel like with Cincinnati, it's all name recognition, all it, of it. it. And you could, you could be right. I mean, this yeah. is a team game, so yeah. Um, okay, well, good. You but, pick San Diego. I'll pick Cincinnati. Yeah, we'll put that happens. on the board, man. Let's. Yeah. Look, we should put that bet on the on the website. Absolutely, that's going to be fun. Uh, I just want to see who Cincinnati's pitchers actually are. I think. I mean, I think you got three of them there, but uh, so Alex Wood, Luis Castillo. Oh, oh man. So, what is your? I mean, that guy has got to be one of the most hyped sleeper pitchers, breakout pitchers in the game. Is he legit? Does it happen? I think he's a little overhyped, but I still think he's very good. Yeah, um, I'd I love think, to have him as a number four. I think you could look at him like a poor man's Jose Barrios. Like mm. I think he has that kind of stuff where his control is going to falter quite a bit, though. Yeah, you know, and and that team being young is he's going to have some blow up starts. But I do think he's got it, you know, potential to be a fifteen. ERA was four point three, so that's high. It is, but that's because of his strikeout or his walks. I mean, yeah, hundred hundred and sixty five strikeouts in one hundred and sixty nine innings. So he's on a one one strikeout per inning pace, which is not bad. That's what you want out of a number one guy or number two guy. And he's gonna be pitching third. How many walks did he have? Uh, Last year he had one hundred and ninety four. I'm just kidding, forty nine. That's not terrible. Nah. His whip was so one. So three to one ratio. But see, his whip is 1.22. So that has to come down to one. 0.2 yeah. for him to be good. Yep. Love to have him as number four, though. Yeah. Boy, Which I don't what a see happening in our league. Now I go a little earlier than that. He'll go, yeah. But I think he's a little overhyped. So. I tell you what, you know, you talked about doing uh, mock drafts, and I told you I haven't done any, mm-hmm. and I will not do any. I don't think. Yeah. Because every time I do those, they lull me into a complete ridiculous sense of security of where players are going to go, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, what? Who just went? Wait, what? What? Who did he take? It's hard to weed out the crap, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people duck out of those rooms or yeah yeah you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt but it does kind of give you a little bit of an idea of where guys are going to go you know i don't know how accurate it is i don't know i may do one and just pay attention to hitters in the first five rounds yeah or just to say well if i were to take these two guys you know who's around the next two picks Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it won't be necessarily super accurate but you can at least but you know there's other time when you do that draft and you look at your first six picks, and you go, damn, this is a title team. And then you go, I wouldn't. I will only get like half of these guys in my league. They'll be gone. You know? Yeah. It's like we have the phenomenon in our league, right, of how often do you read an article about pick up these five players this week and get the jump on your league. And you look at them, and you go, all five of those guys were drafted in my league. You know, it's like our 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 guys know what they're doing. Yes, we've got twelve guys, and they all know. And what we've they're been doing. doing this is what our eleventh, twelfth year doing 12th, this league. Yeah, twelfth or thirteenth. Everybody knows what the. And hell I think doing. only I think I think we've only lost three total members, right? Mister. Yeah, Geary, and one of them Len, came back, right? I don't know. Well, there was that Ryan guy. Oh, Ryan offered, and oh, he left. There offered. was that Len up in. Uh, he was the poop shoot violators that won the one year. <laughs> And then Mr. Girdo's, uh, Girdo's dad, Mr. Geary. Yeah. Uh, Mike Geary. I probably Didn't should be, Rigner. Should be saying everybody's name on there. <laughs> the hose did it a oh, couple Oh, that's times. right. Did it one year. Well, what I'm saying is that of those, those are the three originals that we lost. 
and it's really only their teams that have cycled. Everyone else right. has stayed around. Right. You know, because Rigner and the Hose and, and everybody, I mean, they went through one, that one spot went through like nine people. Yeah, Brad's kind of solidified. Wool, you know? Brad and Jeff have sort of solidified those two slots. Yes, Brad and Jeff have been a welcome addition. Yeah. Yeah, two guys who pay attention, do their, you know, do their stuff. Um, you know, and also for my brother, should be a much better year. He had a very tough year last year, to put it mildly. Yeah. And, uh, that that makes it hard to pay attention, and he also had horrible luck. Andrews, he had like five Andrews, guys go down I think in the Andrews first two weeks. Due for a big year, he's had some really good teams, really good drafts. The, yeah, yeah. So I think he'll. The biggest I, thing for me is that he's got to stay on that waiver wire in the last two months. I agree. And get the right pitchers. Yeah, but he's yeah he's always got a good talented team. Good, yeah, like just horrible luck last year. I agree. And I think we're all hoping that our uh, um, on again off again champion like the Patriots, um, the Republic of Chavez. Uh, we're hoping for a just a year where he doesn't make the playoffs. A stinker. Yeah, just one <laughs> one stinker. You know, and you, you and Anderson. Well, you kind of had a stinker last year. I but, did have a stinker. Uh, last I'd year. like to. Yeah, I'd like to see have stink- Anderson and House have a stinker. Maybe <laughs> House. I just. I am trying so hard so to be yeah. House this year. I mean, that has been a lot You're of my a focus. Man, Mister Lighthall <laughs> is just identifying good value. Has been that's really my only plan this year. I've had plans and they didn't work out, but this year my plan is identifying good value and I will have a very specific number and name of pitchers I plan to get and plan to take them in the rounds to get them. Um, There's one guy I'm not going to mention. He's on all kinds of breakout or sleeper lists, or maybe he's not even considered a breakout anymore. I don't mention him because I don't want to inspire anyone to take him, (laughs) but there's, there's actually two of them, but one of them I am all in on and I will... I may be taking three rounds, even four early to get him, just in case there's that other guy that you you know because you always think, oh, you know, I can get him two more rounds, and then somebody takes him, and you're like, no, you know. So, you know, t- if you really want a player, take him, but be very careful in those first <laughs> five or six rounds uh, that you don't mess that up. Yeah. So we actually spent a long time talking about all this stuff. So I don't think we're ever going to get to going through that mock draft. Uh, maybe just one inning or one round. And then we'll call it a good. Sure. What round do you want to look at? I think let's start with the or do the sixth. Okay. Yeah. Matt Carpenter at fifty-one. Boy, that's way too early for me. Agreed. Way like three rounds too early. I mean, the guy's thirty something. I mean, he had a lot of home yeah. runs last year, but nothing else. It just doesn't have any value to me. James Paxton, fifty-two. Good value, I think. I'd say about right where he should be. I just don't. I just think he'll get hurt. Yeah. Uh, Brad Hand, way too early. Yeah, I don't believe in the closers that early. Uh, Robinson Cano, fifty-four. Wow, that's great value. I think so too. Should have a nice bounce back year. I mean, people don't forget he wasn't hurt, right? He was in trouble. Yeah. So you know, I mean, he's older. He, he could be a thirty-five homer guy and bat three ten easy. Yep. Especially in the fastball national league, I know he's older, but boy, he's still just fastball national league. I think he he's fine. Is, uh, he's gonna have a nice year, dude. This guy playing with his buddy Cespedes. Yeah, uh, Mitch Haniger, fifty-five. That sounds perfect to me. I I, I would love to take him in that. It's a little high for me. Really? Yeah. Not 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 high on him, huh? No, I'd rather have one of the prospects. Gotcha. Interesting. Would you? Well, like who? Oh, like a Nakuna or a, not not a Nakuna, but a Soto yeah. or a, uh, Eloy Jimenez or yeah. something. Yep. Um, 
Which friend are we in? Yeah, I don't like Hanniger. I will not have him on my team. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I don't I, know why. Sixth round to me sounds about right, though. Yeah, I just don't for know. what he what he produced last. It's year. funny how you just there's guys you just won't take, you know, yeah. for whatever they just, reason. They just don't flip that switch. He's for me, Freddie Freeman. Yeah, never, Freddie Freeman never yeah. can take that guy. Yeah, um, Chris Davis, fifty six. Love Chris Davis. That's a that's a it's a round early for me, but it's. Well, the guy's got some pop. He's, I mean, dude, Real he's the pop. most consistent home run hitter in the in the freaking whole American League. He might be, yeah. In the last, like, yeah. four years, I mean, he's a guaranteed 40. Yep, no power I, outage. Now, does he qualify anywhere but DH? That's the question. I don't know if he does qualify in the outfield or not. Yeah, he probably does. I Did he play 30 games? Boy, maybe not. Anyway, I like him a lot. I think he's going to bring value. I think he's kind of like a Nelson Cruz. You know, I think he's even a little better than that. But So it only has him with by position. As a left fielder, he had 40 at-bats. How many games is that? Ooh, Ten. Yeah, so that's he's not even close. Yeah, okay. Ooh. But he only has to play ten in the outfield to get eligibility. Right. So you can move him out of the DH spot once he's played ten. But do you have to wait until interleague play? Probably. And how long does it take to get ten interleague games? Takes a while. And interleague games. Well, they're interspersed now. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. So you may get like you may not even have ten in in the first two months. Yeah. So, but yeah, the guy's got uh, the guy's. He's just consistent, man. He's so good. Read me his home run numbers the last four years. Twenty-seven, forty-two, forty-three, forty-eight. So he made a big jump, and he stayed there. Mm-hmm. And he's what, 31, 32? 31. Boy, he is a good value. That average <laughs> is not a joke. 2014, 244. Then 247, 247, 247, 247, 247. What? 247. <laughs> no <laughs> way. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Oh, it was four years in a row. And then the year before, that was 244. Wow. 247 on the nose. Dude, I'll bet he hits 247 this year. <laughs> what would make you say that? I don't know, but I'm going to put some money on it. <laughs> yeah, where's that prop bet? <laughs> Come on, Bovada. Get on it. It's got to be Get there somewhere. It. Somebody has that. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, Cody Bellinger at 57. That's, that's a, a great value to me. That's a great value. I, yeah. He's not going around six in our league. Yeah, I agree. Well, I guess you'd say round five in our five-man league. But, yeah. boy, if he's there in the fi- end of the fifth round, I know who my first baseman is going to be. Well, I guess he's first base and outfield, I think. Um, Matt Chapman for Oakland. I think that's about right. Yeah, I think yeah. so. He's yeah. got good pop. Yep. Michael Brantley, Houston. I think it's a value. I think it's overvalue. Interesting. All right. There's another one for our board. Yeah, I don't like him. What's our what was our other thing? <laughs> oh, Cincinnati San Diego or Cincinnati. San Diego, yeah. Uh Felipe Vasquez, relief pitcher for Pittsburgh. I mean, he's a stud, but he's I just can't take any In the reliever sixth round. before ten. Yeah, uh, I could do nine. Yeah, maybe could, nine. Eight if I could get Kenley Jansen, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm wondering, like, if he's still around, Craig Kimbrell, I might draft him in, like, the 18th round or something. Why wouldn't you? Well, you, because I, 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 he doesn't have a team. 
He's going to have a team. Yeah. He's Wonder too, how late you could get him. He's too good. How late could you get that guy? Uh, I mean, I don't. Th- I think 18 is pushing it. But 15? Yeah, 15, maybe even a little earlier than that. That'd be. I'd like to. I'd like to get him. He's just too talented, man. Yeah. Somebody's gonna have him on their team before our draft. I think. It could be. Well, it's only. It's only five days I know, away. But uh, so is the season. So uh, round seven, uh, Rabuto, Roberto Osuna, and Kirby Yates. Two more relievers. Whatever. Um, Ozzy Albie's round seven, third pick. I don't know, man. I just. I'm not huge on him. And you were though. You loved him last year. Yeah. In the summer. Or yeah. this winter, you loved him. I had him the year kinda, before. Yeah. Uh, I like him, but I think now he's overhyped. Right. He's no longer a value. Yeah. Um, Jameson. Jameson. That's for, that's for JP. Uh, Jameson Talion. Oh, too high. Too high. This is one of those guys that we talked about in our la- our number our first fantasy show. Yeah. Uh, just not. No, it's not good. Yeah. Um, number five in the round, Carlos Correa. Now, that's value. <sighs> That's criminal. I know he had a terrible year yeah, last year. No, it was terrible. That's dirty. That's that's in criminal. In the seventh round, yeah, that's dirty. Luis Severino. I mean, that's probably where he goes, but that's to me, that's great value. Boy, I'll take him earlier. Than he's, that. I mean, he's a number one, so yeah. getting him in the seventh is unbelievable. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Okay, these next two, this is ridiculous. I don't know who I don't know who these, who did this. This is this is ridiculous. Real Muto. Well, because he's a catcher, I can. If I mean, if you relate this to a twelve-man league, this is mm-hmm. about what the fifth round. Uh, yeah, this is pretty late in the seventh, so this could be the sixth. So, like the start of the sixth. Yeah, I mid-six. think that's about right for Real Muto. But really, boy, I'll be taking him before then. Oh, really? I've got him on my. I've got you know. I always have my round kind of who I like in I this get, round. I get wanting to have like a head and shoulders catcher above everyone else because it does provide an advantage. But I just, as a player, he's not even a top 70 player for me. Right. So I can't take him that early. I don't know. I was just reading a really interesting article about it's, it's more disparaging than, than any year that we can remember. It it probably is. There's two catchers worth having and that's it. And it makes me think the other one, Posey. Uh, no, no, Posey did not do well last yeah. year. Um, Gary Sanchez. Oh, Sanchez. He's right. saying these guys are both legitimate 35 home run threats yes. at the catcher position and RBIs where no one else is going to have anything of note unless they can just get lucky. You know, it's 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 like you and I in, have talked about it before. It is. It can be a big advantage to have yeah. one of two guys at a position where everybody else oh. is going to be head and shoulders below you. I'll never forget the best year I ever had, the best team I've ever had, and had a great, great year. And I took in my first two picks, Joe Maurer and uh, – And Maurer uh, had a monster season, yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't have a monster season, but he was For the him. best at his position. Yeah. And I think – was it Evan Longoria that I got? Yes. I think he was the best third baseman. Yeah. And so neither one of those players were like a top ten player, but they were easily number one at their position. Mm-hmm. And it was – they were both weak positions that year. Yep. And it it made a it made a huge difference. Yeah, but I also picked drafted well later. So 
I got that was the year I got Cargo. Yeah, like I just have a hard time pounds. picking a catcher that early. It's kind of to me fear but, that he's not going to play enough. Uh, yeah, he's you know they the yeah the catchers only play five days a week, but yeah. it's a huge advantage, like you said. So you know what do you want to do there? It, it just I, depends. I guess I just think Real Muto in the in sixty seven. But the, now the other cool. guy, George Springer, come on, That's he's going to yeah he's a third round for you know for easy. Us. Easy yeah. third rounder. Yeah. Any guy who's going to go 20-20 is an easy top three yeah. rounder. Yeah. Come on, guys. Uh, that's like saying Ben Attendi going in the eighth round. I mean, yeah. you know. Um, that's a good question. Where would you take Ben Attendi? I had him last year. You like him Real better. Good. Than, you like him better than I do. Well, I'm, I still, I'm I'm less hyped on him now. I still like him, but I he'll he'll be a, another guy that I just won't have on my team. He's just going way he too early. He too streaky for me. I'm like, I'm okay to take him in like the seventh or eighth, but wow. no, but no way he he's goes that gone, far. Yeah, he's gone by then. <laughs> so I just can't take him that early, dude. I There's was just, just too many other guys that I've that I value. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Even, who who are we talking about? Ben Attendee. There he's round four is where he went. 36th. Yeah, and and that's fine. I don't probably see right. A, I don't see a problem with that. I mm-hmm. just won't take him that early. Uh, Eugenio Suarez. Uh, uh, boy, he had a early. nice he had a nice year last year. He did. I the don't, third base is deep. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think that's that's early for me. Yeah. Nicholas Castellanos. I think that's about right. Yep, he's I a do. Good, he's a good player. Next three pitchers are or next three players are relief pitchers, so we'll skip let's, that garbage. Let's motor through one more round and then call it good. I'll do two more rounds. I'll just oh, say their name and just okay. say yes or good or bad. Okay. Zach Greinke, seventy four. Great. Love that. Nelson Cruz, 75. Love. Love it, too. Gliber Torres, 76. Way too high. Agreed. Uh, Jose LeClerc. Texas. Well, that's a relief feature. Yeah, um, too high. Jack Flaherty, St. Louis. I like that pick. Dude. I That guy, may there may be a little doubt that guy's on my team. Boy, he sure looks like – I just hope I'm not overhyping him, but, boy, he looks – no, that's about right where he'll go. Probably if you want him, you'll have to take him. Earlier. I'm thinking like 65. Yeah. Yep. Um, Buster Posey, 79. I think that's probably about right. I, I, three more rounds for me. Yeah. Um, that's another relief pitcher. Another relief. What else? What are these guys? Um, Steven Strasburg, 82. Boy, I like that. That seems like good value. Yeah, I'll take him there. I mean, I, I and my real my expectations are realistic. Twelve wins and one hundred and seventy strikeouts. Yeah, he's um, a number three. I'll take that all day. Yep. Carlos Santana, eighty three. I think that's pretty about about right. <clears throat> I'd drop him. Um, Josh Hader, then David Robertson. That's two more relievers. I actually like I like Hader there. Jose Abreu, eighty six. Good value. Massive value. Yeah. I'd go. I'd take him in the sixth round. Yeah, me too. Um. Edwin Encarnacion, eighty-seven. That's per, that's pretty good value. As that's well. a bullseye, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> that's exactly where he should go. Yeah. Uh, Michael Conforto, eighty-eight. Yeah, I think that's about right. Travis Shaw, eighty-nine. About right. Actually, value. I'd say that's a value. Pick. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, Mike Mustakis, ninety. Uh, about right. About right. Yeah. All right. One more quick round. Marcel Ozuna, ninety-one. I'd say it's about right too. Boy, at that level, yeah. yeah. I bet that late, that's yep. not, I'm okay with that. I am too. Uh, Corey Seager, ninety-two. That's good value. Nice value, and and that's assuming he comes back in full swing, and we don't know. Yeah, that's a good. Um, but don't forget that guy was a second round pick before he got hurt. Oh yeah. So um, that's Two a years nice running. value. Yeah. Jose Berrios. 
boy, that seems like good value to me. I agree. Although he was very frustrating to all yeah, last year. Yeah, he can year. be maddening, but boy, he's still a good pitcher. He, there's a lot to be. I think he's a had. number one. He's a borderline number one. I mean, he's a number two for well, sure. He, I can tell you from last year, he's not a number one. Well, could he could be this year, though. Oh, I mean, he could blossom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's, but he's not. But if you're getting him in the round 10, he's probably your third starter. That's what I'm saying. I'm okay with that. Oh, God. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's great value. Yasiel Puig, 94. Uh, actually, I think he probably could, could could go a lot earlier. Agreed. Corey Nebel. Oh, that's a really scripture. Yeah. <coughs> Mike Fontenowitz, 96. I think... Th- I think that's about right. I don't know. Why. I don't like him. I don't know why. I, I don't, don't. I like him. Oh, here's my next. I don't want to say his name. Uh, I'll skip over him. Oh, what? <laughs> Who is it? Oh, yeah, sure. So, I just don't, in case people from my fantasy team or league are listening. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Again, it's not like it's a player they don't know. I just don't want them to think about it's where outside, I think he'll out of go. mind. Yeah, gotcha. Um, Starling Marte. It's probably about right. He had a nice bounce back year. Yeah, he's. I think he's. That might even be a little underrated. But, but there. boy, when I took him and he bottomed out for me, it's it's hard to get that taste out of your mouth. Yeah, but my I had goodness, him a, a twenty fifteen guy in the tenth round. Yeah, I've had Whew. him. I've had him a couple times. He definitely puts up numbers. Man, I remember that one year you got him and you also got Polanco. Yeah, and they were just on fire. Yep, they boy, were good. And then they both bottomed out. Yep, uh, Polanco. I don't know. Is he still playing? Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lorenzo Cain, one of your favorites. Big value you got in, like, the 17th round that one yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And he just has a great year. Um, Miles Michaelis. I don't like him at all. Me either. Oh, what the hell? One more round. Uh, <laughs> David Price at 102. That's a hell of a value. That's a value. Oh, I, we talked about last year or last week. And look or who's whatever. next. And Clayton <laughs> Kershaw. That's an incredible what? value. 103? Yeah. Dude, if I get my... If I have myself two starting pitchers, and then I pick up Clayton and David Price round. in the eleventh round, tenth, eleventh round, my goodness, and I'd be yeah. fuck, I'd probably be coming all be over, over myself. Moon, yeah. All right, Justin Turner, one hundred and four, great value, amazing Love value. That guy. But the, you know what? It's the thing about third base being deep, and the one reason I don't like uh, Chris Bryant. Yeah. I, even though I think Chris Bryant should have a very good year. I think he puts up first-round numbers, yeah. That's 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 the rub, is if he yeah. does put up first-round numbers, he's worth taking in the early yeah. second. Yep. But, boy, third base is deep. It's deep. The whole, I mean. Yeah, it's deep. It's insane. Yep. Um, Jesus Aguilar, Milwaukee first baseman. I don't I, even really know that guy that I well. actually think what he did last year is probably not far from par for the course. He's a good hitter, man. And and he plays first base, doesn't he? Yep. Man, maybe his first base isn't as as shallow as we all thought. I think it's just so shallow at the top is really the thing. When you drop off from top yeah, tier to tier. Right. Yeah. But I think he's good value. I think so. Yeah. Um Jesse Winker, outfield. That's Reds. a little high for me. Little high, but I like him. I, I like him too. I'd like to get him at a value. Yeah, I thirteen, fourteen. I think, yeah, 13, and, I, and I think, 15. and I think he goes that late in our draft. I do too. I, our players aren't going to reach like that. Nope. Not not for a guy who's not proven anything yet. I agree. Or have the uber hype. Yeah. Scooter Jennett, one hundred eight. I I mean I like him. I think that's not far off from where he should go. Nope. If I don't have a second baseman, I'm okay with that yeah. at that point. Yeah. Me get, too. get me somebody who's going to get me something. Yeah. Josh Donaldson, one oh nine. 
Nice value. Some good value. I mean, you can't trust the guy at all. I probably will not take him because I had him last year and he burned me. (laughs) However, in the 11th round, boy, that could be a possible. Now, this would probably be the – this might even be the ninth round. Yeah. So, in our draft. So, ninth round is not bad for – I mean, that's like your ninth hitter, or yeah, your, he's you only know. two, three years, three years removed from an MVP. So yeah, that's that's value. Uh, Brian Dozier, your boy. 110. I already told you. Wow, you that's did. way higher than I would have pegged him. So I mean, boy, grab those guys back to back in the uh, in the ninth, tenth round. Yeah, some good uh, value with some veterans. One more. All right. <laughs> Andrew Miller, relief pitcher. Uh, oh, there's a whole bunch of pitchers here. Charlie Morton, Tampa Bay. That's good value. He's a good pitcher. I'm torn on that one. I think that's early. Uh, Zach Wheeler at 114. That's too early for me. I agree. Both of those guys, I think, are too high. Yeah. I'll, I would take Morton before Wheeler. I think. Yeah. I just both both teams like I. I mean, Tampa Bay ended up having a good record last year, but I don't know that oh, they're going to have a good one this Morton year. I've taken Morton before Wheeler all day. But yeah, Wheeler is Wheeler's got all the talent, but you know, so does Morton. Well, I just feel like Wheeler's got a better arm, but but you like Morton a lot more than I do. Yeah, he's the done guy, well what for you. What more do you want? The guy throws ninety seven <laughs> and throws an incredible drop ball. You know, curveball. Yeah. Uh, reliever uh, Eddie Rosario, your boy. It's good value. He's a good hitter. Yeah, you think he's gonna have a big year? Yep, I think what he did last year isn't gonna be too far off what he'll do. Andrew McCutcheon, Philadelphia. I'd say that's about right. I think so. I, I'm I'm not yeah. high on him at all, but yeah, that's I'm not about low right. on him though. Tommy Pham, Tampa Bay. I would take him before I would take McCutcheon. That's a good value. Miguel Andahar, good value. I he he's the starter, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's the only thing that makes me nervous is whether or not he'll be this full time starter. Yeah, it just depend. I don't know what they're gonna do with Torres. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where do you play? Second, third, I guess, for now? Well, you Tulo, can. but until Tulo gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, the only place, yeah, if Tulo gets DH? hurt. That's no, DH is always going to be Stan Carlo. Yeah, where did, well, they have too many players, man. They should yeah. trade some of those players. They will. Uh, as Drupal Cabrera, 119, I think he's done. I do, too. Raphael, oh, shit, I didn't want to say that guy's name. Uh, Raphael Devers, Boston. I don't like him as biggest, much as you biggest do. Biggest sleeper, I think, I in think, baseball. I think people love him, and I and I do think he'll be good. Yeah, I want him. I have no idea where I think he'll go in our in our league. Early, no idea. Earlier than that. Probably. Oh, yeah. Probably. Instead of pick 120 here, probably 100. 85. You think only 100? Oh, I, he could go as early as 85. I think 80. Yeah, yeah, I think. He could. We People like to get that breakout young yeah. guy. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Next guy in the first round of the next pl- round is Joey Gallo. Okay, that's an interesting player. Yeah. There's his that that's right for me. That's yeah. 121. I but he yeah. could be he could be 50 homers. That could be a Easy. huge value. But he's going to strike out 200 times too. So right. <laughs> and there's yeah. then Peralta and Luis Castillo. So yeah. Well, well, that takes us into the 13th yeah, round. Yeah, I think so that we're getting long winded at this point. Yeah, that's uh, boy, it's just a, it's just so exciting to talk fantasy baseball. It is. Coming it's up on the horizon, a week man. away from your draft, I'm, and I'm psyched. Where you start getting nervous about, you know, what am I going to do? What, what am I going to take? Gonna you yeah. know, what's my what's my plan? You know, because you do, and that's the one thing I will say. And a lot of times, I have not had this in fantasy baseball, and I always have it in fantasy football. And I think that's why I've been much better in fantasy football. Is I do have a plan. It's not a certain player. It's a plan. This is what I want to do with my team. Mm-hmm. 
But in football, it's easier because there's not that many positions, and you can map out strength really easy. Yeah. In baseball, it's a lot tougher, and if you don't get the first four picks you were planning on, then it just messes up everything you're doing later. Yeah, it's hard to pick a player. It's so be, hard. And be like, okay, in the first two rounds, I'm getting that guy and that guy because it's Cause just not going to happen. Yeah, and if yeah. you've got an ADP of 100, let's say 112, you don't have any idea if that is even close. You could see the guy get picked at 70. I was just going to say that. All yeah. the time. In yeah. our league, all the time. Because people are thinking, I'll grab who I really want. Yeah. And in the next two rounds, I can grab who I should. But let me get who I want. That's and that most, happens all the time. Especially early, right? Like, there's, you know. Seven, eight, nine. I guarantee there's somebody in our draft right now that's saying to themselves, Vlad Guerrero Jr., he's going to be on my team. <laughs> And they're going to take him in the third or the right. second. In the second. End of the, end of the second. Yes. Yeah, somebody will. It's going to happen. I guarantee it. Somebody's like, I'm going to just, you know who might do Girdo. He doesn't have any fear. Yeah. That guy has no fear, and it worked for him with the fancy football. And who's to well, say? Well, and that, baseball last and year. And who's was great. to say he could be worth that? So, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Girdo's, Girdo's I, think, I think Girdo has finally put himself in the echelon with Anderson and, and, and House and, and being like, and, and, you know, I guess you could say Corey, but Corey, I think just, just, Corey just gets loaded. <laughs> so, but those other guys, I think that they've, they've developed strategies on drafting. And I, I kind of wish I knew what they were. I don't, I don't really understand. Well, Anderson seems, I still never understand. Even when they start winning, I'm confused. Um, I almost always love House's teams coming out of the draft. And Girdo, the last two years, I loved his team coming out of the draft. So, I just think that they they're all so good at value. And it's I yeah. don't know why I'm not. I just I agree with all that. So well, any parting thoughts? No, man, just how you know, I'm excited. I can't wait to get my team and then uh, kind of talk it. <laughs> right. And I would say, you know what, guys, we'll probably do a third fantasy special. Um, I don't know if we can do it Monday after the draft. I'll be. I, I don't work, so it kind of depends on you. Sure. Um, but maybe that. Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, one of those days that week, we will uh, we will recap our yeah. our fantasy draft. I probably have to go out to um, New Jersey the week after, so I'll probably be busy that week a lot. But I'd like to review the teams in a special. Let's do it. So, all right, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Hope that we've helped you with your fantasy draft. And uh, you know what? Hey, leave us a, a, a message on Facebook or Twitter uh, at the SPT Offensive uh, to tell us what you think. All right. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.